God, I thank you for the ability that we have to be here, to gather, to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, to encourage and admonish one another. Lord God, to open your word, to hear from you, to learn of you. Sit here under your word, God, that our hearts would be changed, our minds would be renewed, that we would be transformed. Lord, to open this book and teach. But Lord, by your power, Lord, to share the message that you have placed on my heart. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Christ. And everybody say, Paul, thank you for giving me this uh, opportunity. I have to say that it has been time since I have done this. I've been watching a lot of British TV, a wee bit nervous. Um, <laughs> uh, the Queen's English, watch out, it's going to come out. Um, I, that I feel that I know God has placed on my heart. And uh, my only hope is that I will be able to deliver it uh, the way he would have me to, and that you would, I would love to just be able to at least address the church once before I leave, um, just kind of give like some final thoughts. And, and if you have your Bible, go ahead, open it up uh, to the book of Exodus. Our anchor is in chapter 33, Ace him. The reality, the wrestle, and the beauty. In life, there are, I'm, I'm going to say, if I have a tendency to kind of find a rabbit trail, so I'm, I'm trying to stay on the path here. Um, in life, there are things that we just have to face, right? Many things we wish we didn't have to. It, uh, homework, projects around the house. Any husbands, your wives are going, are you going to get to that? It could be waking. I feel it. It could be professional or personal conflict. Uh, We don't want to face that. It could be physical, mental, or emotional pain. Those are things we don't want to face. It could be people. Anybody ever had a moment where uh, I can't right now. I just classmates, spouses, children, friends even. It could be any number of things for any number of reasons. If we're being honest, we simply ignore, forget about, pretend it isn't there. Or is it just me? <laughs> uh, I feel that. way to handle things. If we don't just face it, right? We've heard that. We've been told that. We've told our how to face it. We know that if we don't just face it, our problems actually, what, they compound and they get bigger and bigger. Some of us know this from, but today I want to talk about facing him. All those other things are out there. Yes, they are to face God, more specifically to be face to face with God. If I can do this, I want to find ourselves in Exodus chapter 33. Starting leaving Egypt, 
Moses and the people of Israel find themselves in the wilderness of Sinai, or the area of Sinai. God has Moses address the people, uh, 19 to 4 through 8. Thus you shall say to the house of, house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to my shall be my joy. If you will indeed obey all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came uh, to the elders, and he said, people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So they made a commitment right there. Exodus 20. All right, sounds great. Maybe I'll switch, Dan. Check, check, check. All right. Exodus is on the mountain with God, right? Over several chapters. We don't know exactly how long, but sometime for sure. This is where, uh, if you will, of the Ten Commandments on stone tablets, which God wrote himself. Look at the Bible headings, right? With various laws about, uh, about restitution, social justice, about Sabbath and festivals, uh, the, the conquest of Canaan promise, the covenant confirmed, all these things. The tabernacle, he instructs them, in this place where they're going to worship, all the things about it, what it'll look like, who will do it, and, and, and how long it will take, it, all of that. So we don't know how long it was. It would have been months had it been me up there. So chapter 32 this is just this is just fun. Delayed a while, just delayed a while because he was with God receiving instruction for the nation, mind you. The people somehow completely changed who is the earlier confession of faith now to to fashion a false god idol, a golden calf, and then they begin to worship it, making outrageous statements like look at or says and he received the gold from these are your gods, oh, with a graving tool, up out of the land of Egypt. Wait, what? what? It's like the twilight zone. What just happened? I mean, they were there, right? They walked across the Red Sea. They saw what happened. They know the truth. Our natural propensity to drift or wander from what we know and have believed. I go through it. That song says, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Our feelings often formed by our circumstances will from the mountain. He sees what's going on. He's angry, and he throws down the stone tablets. He breaks them. A bunch of people are exited. Exodus 33, God's like, come on back. Let's do it again. Moses is on the mountain with God. Chapter 17, and the Lord says to Moses, this very, if you don't go with us wherever we go, if you do not lead us, please don't even take us. Because he knew, I, we need you. We need you. Church, he said, so this thing that you've asked, I will do for you. You have found favor in my sight. I know you by name. And then Moses says, please, I, I kind of feel like at this point after hearing something like that from God, you feel like, oh, I could... Man, me and God, we got a rapport. Okay, so let me just go ahead and just jump out here and say this. God, please show me your glory. 
I don't even know if Moses really knew. And of course, we heard as Andrea read our text that God says, oh, okay, I will make all my goodness pass before because no one will see my face and live. So here Moses is asking to see his glory. What is of the very essence of God? That's what Moses is asking to see. That's what I'm asking to see. Church, that's what I believe that we all ought to be asking to see. God says, and I go, wait. If you see the face of God, you die. Like, this is a real thing. If you look through other passages all through the scripture, you've called the name of the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. He knew that if they knew, they just knew that if you see God, you die. And Gideon, and then if we jump ahead to judge, was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, alas, oh, Lord God, for now I have seen the, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, a lot of times through Old Testament passages, uh, that, that, that phrase, the angel of the Lord, is, is in many instances is actually translated. And many scholars believe that to be that that is the person. So Gideon saw God and he, and he, and he kind of was like, oh my goodness. Ah. And God says, hey, hey, don't worry. If you see the face of God, you die. Whew. Church, our God is holy. He is great. He is mighty. He is powerful. It cannot survive. Darkness cannot live in light. It cannot happen. Now, church land, right? It can be a weird place. We develop our own language, terminologies, phrases, things we say that when we invite our friends to church, they go, I've grown. What? What do you mean? What are you, what are you saying? I don't understand. Seek his face. Or seek his face, not just his hands, right? We've talk, we talk about that. Be, oh God, it's in a face. Seek your face, oh God of Jacob, right? But this phrase always gets me thinking. I mean, it sounds a little counterintuitive, doesn't it? Because if you see God's face, you die. <laughs> look at his face, look at his face. No, seriously, try it. <laughs> see what happens. I want to see. I just want to see what happens. I just want to see what happens. Uh, my spirit now of God, you die. Right? Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. To that, I say, amen. Yes. The need is to die to our flesh. To die. Paul said, I doubt God. Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, if anyone follows me, let him take up his cross daily and come after me. The cross, what is the cross? That, like, we, we kind of we make that like a cutesy thing we say sometimes. And, and discomfort and difficulty and hardship. And, and this here says, Jesus says, if you follow me, take up your cross every single day. This is what God's been saying to me. Face face me. Prayer tonight is yes. Let us face him. Let us see you, God. 
so that we may die to ourselves until all that's left is the reflection of Jesus. John 3.30. John the Baptist out there preaching. And, and Jesus is on his way in. And John says, I, may there be less of me. Because me gets in the way. Me is unfaithful. Me, let us tracks from. Let us see you, God. We turn our eyes to you. So there are three things that I want to look at. And I mentioned them at the beginning. The reality, the wrestle, and the beauty. Face him. The reality of facing God. What, is it, what does it mean? Like, okay, when we say that, that this phrase, what, is, what does it mean? Why do we say this? What is the purpose? Is it just some cute? Or is there something deeper to consider? Seeking God's face, here it is, means seeking his presence is a common translation of the Hebrew word face. Literally, we are to seek his presence. This is the, the Hebraic way to be in his presence. Aren't we always in his presence, you might say? Well, yes and no. In that respect, we are always in the presence or always before the face of our God. A sense of being in his presence that we are not always there. And that is our awareness. That is our, our mindset, our, our heart, the way we think. We're at work, you know, uh, praying and muttering things to God. Um, we're, we're thinking about, you know, plugging wires into stuff and, and cutting things and building things. or, or so, so in one respect, no, we're not always in his presence. And tonight, that's what this is. This is a call to, to, for, for us to return a renewed hunger and passion to seek after his presence. More, figurative, more figuratively or conceptually, we're to be after his character, right? After his character, not just his gifts or his stuff. That's where we say seek his face, not his hands. Who he is more than what he can do. God is much more than a genie in our lamp. But I will be the first to admit that I have treated my God like a this I want the lamp so often. Where I have gone even stopped to say, oh, how holy and awesome you are. Our Father, hallowed. We're a name. Did in the word to seek his face. I just want to say the word seek, we all know what that means, right? If we're seeking something, another word we could use is search. Psalm 105.4 says, seek the Lord. It doesn't say maybe, could you, would you? It says seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence. Psalm 27.8 says, you have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. We have some searching to do. The reality is we're commanded to do it. The wrestle. That or if I'm doing something else. How do I face him? Like practically, I get it. Like this, I've been saying this to God. I get it, but how? But what do I do? How do I seek after and even find to understand that this is a deliberate, active, motivated pursuit? 
It is not a passive coasting downhill kind of thing to search. Parents, if your kid's like, I can't find my shoes. And you're like, look for them. I did. And they're just like sitting there. I can't find them. No, suck open the clam. I am. No, you're not. Look for them. It is, it is a diligent, active, uh, uh, physical thing that we do. Is not, I don't know what's going on. Hitting back, going, yeah, yeah, I'm seeking his face. I do something. Okay, so just practically, right? Action steps, things. None of this is new information. Isn't that funny? We're told there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> just I hear sermons or I open, I find something and it just hits me like, oh, yes. And then right after that, it hits me. Oh, this isn't new. Oh, for I've heard this before. What is going on with me? I hated hearing that. But it does. Studying the word of God. That's a way we can seek God's face. The Bible, we all know. And, and read the word. You want to know what God is like? Read the word. You want to know what he hates, what he loves, what he cherishes? You, I told Paul to away from what he runs to prepping for this message. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, when you really study the word, and especially if it's like a topic that you're totally into, like the rabbit hole just goes deeper, and it gets wider, and you get lost. And I even, I, I, how do I keep it to, I don't even know how long I've been going. So um, I'll, I'm, we're close to the end here. Reading the word, studying the word. We know these things, but if we take a self-inventory, Maybe like we should. We know if God's talking to us. The devil is never going to call you to prayer, okay? He's just not. He doesn't do that. He doesn't want you to be there. If you have praying, that is God. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you to prayer, spending time in prayer. That's a way to seek after his face, seek after his presence. Serving in your local, getting involved. And you know what? Our, our time here, it has been wonderful because I've seen that like, there's tons of people involved. And that's, that's awesome. Because, of course, 2020 has kind of jumbled everything for everyone, right? And all the volunteers that kind of were apart before we kind of had to just go, ah, we're going simple, right? That in itself is a way that you can pursue after the face of God. Helping others in the name of Jesus. Doing extra special tip to the waitress that you can just see she's stressed out. And you could only imagine she's probably going paycheck to paycheck. Got some little kids at home. And you give her an extra special tip. Even those things right there. The face of God. But look. More than a specific set of actions. Because what we do in our humanity is we just. I can just. I can do them. And I know I did them. And it's done. But that is not life in Christ. That's this right here. Not just this. I'm not just doing. Anybody can come set up cables, right? And hopefully, the plugging in of cables is an overflow, right, of what's going on in here. It's about setting our priorities in order. That's the wrestle. That's the real wrestle. Yeah, there's things we got to do, and sometimes we feel lazy, and I don't want to. But more than that, God, and sometimes when I look at myself in the mirror, when I face myself, 
I realized that that part of me is so quiet and dead and cold. God, let us face you and, and, and called by your spirit to face you. The beauty. Last thing. You sincerely and earnestly seek the face of God. Well, then you're going to die. And what a beautiful thing it is. What a beautiful thing it is. Face the aftermath, but this aware of the fullness of your presence, character, and holiness. Church, yeah, we are, would speak to us. He would do things in our lives. If only our awareness was there. Encounter God and remain unchanged. In Exodus chapter 34, after this great life-changing encounter with God, Moses came. Chapter 34, verse 29. When Moses came down from Mount the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone or shined God. Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses, and behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were a founder God, and remain unchanged. If you find yourself in his presence, if you find yourself aware of his glory and his majesty, the people were afraid. What if that's what the rest of the world saw when they looked at us? walk around and like people are healed in my presence and all of that like that does that doesn't happen but but what if what if in my daily life people knew by i that i i can imagine like there people would come to christ right there there would be conversions and 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 the would just be furthered on on the supposes reveals our brokenness and I would venture to say that that's a lot of reason why many people don't want to find themselves in that place. Because what's deep inside here that nobody else knows, church, God already knows. He sees. It reveals the brokenness inside of us. Isaiah chapter 6. He says one through eight, that's Isaiah's high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. We've read it, right? We've heard it. Uh, it's talking about angels, seraphim, and how many wings they had. And they were floating around and, and flying and, and their face was covered with some of their wings. And one called to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his gold and the house foundations of the throne. So this is a violent, violent, awe-striking Awesome thing, the presence of our God. And, and, and woe is me, for I am lost. Other translations, I grew up on the King James Version, says, for I am undone. I love that. Because I, because I know how unfaithful I am. <laughs> Jesus, help us. He's, he's saying it right there. 
Woe is things that are uttered out of our mouths that ought not to be. And I said something that I had to repent for. Like even little, oh, come on that. No, 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 no. No, but that's for real. Me, I have not arrived. I'm a long way from. <laughs> he said, woe is me for I'm, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm lost. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And then we know the story that one of the, one of the angels took a coal from, from the, the altar, a hot. But Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. It's better you enter heaven maimed. Okay. Okay. We're not cutting any hands off. You cannot be face to face and not have a choice to make. Right? I've had to make choice after choice after choice over the last few months. Choices. Ask my wife. She does these silly uh, um, uh, multiple choice uh, things that are on Facebook. You know, like, uh, uh, what, what does your personality say about it if you like talk? I, I can't even decide. I don't know how to answer those questions. But being face to face elicits a response. A choice is demanded. As Isaiah still in his, in his vision, uh, chapter 6, verse 8, he says, And I heard the when we are face to face with our God, he says, now what? Now what will you do? Will you go? Isaiah says, here I am. I mentioned this already in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men. Hello, that's kind of offensive. But, okay. They perceived that they were uneducated common men. They were astonished. Why? They recognized that they walked a different walk. They did different things. Transformation. Church, that is the beauty of facing him. Transform. It's like a manipulating. Think about clay. It's good we didn't go to Jeremiah 29. We'd be here for another hour. It's like the manipulating of clay. Transformation is uncomfortable. Transformation means suffering. We don't like to hear these kinds of things. Because in our Western world, we have so many creature comforts, do we not? Like, I mean, so many movies and so many TV shows, right? My head was just like, uh, no more movies. I mean, we are so... Other countries would have been like, can we, can we country? And even when we're poor, when we compare to things that other people in other places go through, we are wealthy and we are rich. Even while we're like struggling paycheck to paycheck. It's crazy. Perspective with spirit. Transformation means side of this physical, fleshly being. Transformation means surgery. Paul, I told Jen that the slow, dull cutting with like a butternut, like, God, could you get a scalpel that's sharp? Like, it hurts. As I'm reading the word and I'm convicted and, and I talk to my son the right way, or, 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 or. Over and over and over. It's like, and the list is long. Surgery is saying, I'm going to remove this stony heart and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. But first, I got to cut this one out. Mm. Transformation is hard. If 
we could see what's on the other side, right? That's always the problem with crossing bridges, right? Sometimes they're scary, but the other side is these scary bridges. And like I show them to most people, they go, uh-uh, not doing that. And I go, man, I want to do it so bad because what's on the other Oh, God. Transformation is hard, but it is more glorious. It is far better than anything we could ever choose instead. Instead of things being easy and on the surface and light. It is about his will, his agenda, his ultimate goal for us. And, and I grew on our happiness you that if you came to Christ and if you gave him all of yourself that he would bless you beyond your wildest dreams and he would just fill in all the holes and all the voids and give you all the things that you thought you wanted and not God read about his people in the word tell me which one of them attained that agenda his ultimate goal is for our holiness not our happiness. And ultimately, all so is glory. We end. How do we conclude? My prayer tonight, if, if, if I was going to leave you with weeks when we drive and make this 10, 12-hour first day drive over to Salt Lake City, my hope is that in my action, my passion, as a, as a worship leader, as, as someone that, that sisters, right? Just be in the presence and just be in that place, like David said, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. My hope is that what remains is that passion. And, and, and as, I, as I'm gone and my family's in another state, that you all are just like facing him over. And over and again and again. Understanding I'm not asking for that first initial salvation. I have been sealed by the spirit of promise. But let me climb on the altar every day. Again and again and again. That he may be glorified. That he may be lifted high. Maybe we could stand. Maybe Paul will come back uh, to the guitar. My wife will come back. We'll sing another song together and, and it, have that conversation with him. Make that commitment to him. Reaffirm that commitment to him. We praise you. We honor you. We are thankful for your word. Prayer to be continued. In this mic. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Recognize that far too often we find ourselves distant. Our humanness, you know, our humanity. Lord, we, uh, we offer ourselves to you afresh and it's draws to yourself.
In Jesus' name.